You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Takuji Hamanaka. He's talking to me from Brooklyn. Takuji, thanks so much for talking with me today. Well, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Takuji, we're going to talk about your show, Lineage, which is still up. We're talking on September 27th. The show closes October 8th. You've had a show before at Kristen Lorello, uh, and, and the, title, the title for this one is, is Lineage. Um, past titles have, have, have been different. Um, what is it about this show? Perhaps we could start with, with, with a title, because that is an unusual title. Why, oh. why Lineage? Okay, yeah. Well, I didn't find it uh, particularly uh, strange or like a, uh, you know, unusual. Uh, when I was talking about the title of the show uh, with the gallery, the Christian, I was actually uh, in Japan uh, because my fa- uh, my father passed away in this past June. So the, the, so this sorry, is the June. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so this is the June I was uh, discussing with Christian, you know, what is the title will be for my coming show in this September, which is happening now. And then, uh, you know, when you go to the one funeral, I mean, that when I went to the, my father's funeral, there was a small gathering of, you know, myself, my mother, and then some relative. Um, you know, our conversation tend to be, you know, uh, about the past, you know, both my father and then my, you know, mother's side family. And then all those, you know, events and then stories, some of it, you know, some of them I was familiar with, but the others kind of new to me. And then, uh, you know, it's just that, uh, you know, uh, not just in the title of the show, but uh, often time that the title of my works, you know, it sort of reflects my uh, uh, current uh, feeling or like uh, emotion to the works and then uh, to the show as a whole in general. And then the uh, lineage uh, is the uh, kind of thing that I came up through the, all those conversations and the events, you know, that uh, we had experienced as a family, you know. So it's very personal thing. But at the same time, you know, that if I reflect on what I have been doing for my own artworks, it's in a way kind of tied to the word lineage because, you know, my background is printmaking in uh, Japanese style. And then what I've been developing uh, in the last few shows with Kristen, I do use, you know, uh, woodcut. So that's also that, in a way, that's a lineage to my culture and heritage and then my own experience as an artist, you know. So those are the basically the two reasons why we decided the lineage might be, you know, kind of good fit for this show. I like that. That is very clear and then, of course, very personal. Yeah, I, I want to talk about, um, yeah, the unusual printmaking technique you're using, but also to talk a little bit about your, your family and what you were saying. The idea of lineage seems personal and powerful in a number of ways. Uh, again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so sorry to hear about your father passing, and, and, I, and I think that, uh, you know, events like that, change our view of lineage right i mean you're in a in a, in a kind of um a different position now in respect to the whole family right you are the father in a sense it's it's rearranged the lineage it changes how we think about our ourselves almost doesn't it yeah i mean i think i was thinking more about the lineage as like 
you know, especially when those you know, relatives and my mother was talking about the event of the past, before I was born, you know, it feels almost like a myth, you know. It's just like something before my own, you know, creation, birth, you know. So that, that I guess, kind of lineage and then made me think about where I am from. And also uh, uh, part of the, you know, the event and the experience they were talking about had something to do with war, you know. I mean, my mom was born and uh, now the part of Russia, you know, so that, that you know, Towards the end of World War Two, uh, my mom and the whole family need to, you know, evacuate from there, and then uh, um, just uh, board on, you know, passenger, you know, uh, carrier, and then uh, survive the, uh, you know, the, the travel from, you know, um, um, to Japan, you know. So that they kind of made me think, like, oh, maybe I was so lucky I'm here, you know, that the day could have been dead then, you know. So. It's just right. a more of the retros- yeah, retrospect to, uh, you know, what it had to them and then, you know, uh, what it, those, you know, events relate to where I am. I don't that's so sense. interesting. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That's very interesting. So let's talk a little bit about the, the technique because this is a very unusual technique you're, you're doing. Um, it's called the Bokashi technique. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. It's so so how, does, how, does, yeah, yeah, how does it work? Because I know it's woodblock printing, um, but also you're you're rearranging. It's a it's a it's a different type of printmaking, right? That I've never encountered before. In a way, it's actually a kind of well-known printmaking application in Japanese tradition of woodcut. Uh, if you think about uh, you know people's uh, I mean, the guys like uh, Hokusai or Hiroshige, which you must be familiar with, you know, that Hokusai, that, you uh, know, of, guys. Of course, yeah, that. of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that the day in their print, in their print, you know, this type of printing application was frequently used, you know, mostly on the sky, you know, that's just a graduate, uh, you know, changing the tone from dark to lightness. But... Uh, what is different from those prints is that uh, to make, you know, the, the uh, uh, artworks I've been showing Christian now, I print a lot of Bokashi in the different colors, you know, in many numbers, sometimes like in thousands of them, you know. And then that's, it, that's just the beginning, you know. And then I set those, you know, uh, printed woodcut aside. And then next step, I uh, do the drawing on the museum board. Uh, basic design just to indicate, you know, what kind of shape that the image is going to be. And then based on that drawing, that sort of function of the map, I cut up the hand-printed woodcut and then uh, paste them, you know, one by one, just as if, like, one makes, uh, you know, mosaic using a sheet of uh, stained glass. So it's kind of so, like, so, so the, this, this yeah. is a printmaking technique, of course, but it's not actually... A, a multiple. I mean, you could do multiples, but they'd all be unique. Is that correct? It is. Yeah, they are all unique. It's impossible, basically, to make a multiple like a most printmaker does. You know, right? Because it's such an unusual technique. Um, and so, does this this is a a technique that continues to evolve? Right. This show is is different than previous shows. The the forms and colors you're using uh, are, are a bit different now than you've used before. Is that correct? 
Yes, it's getting more and more complex, and then uh, you know more number of the cars are involved, and there are more passes of the printing. You know, I just like the uh, uh, for this show. You know, that I like to uh, emphasize like the continuity of different cars, uh, changes in tone. So that uh, compared to uh, works I show with Christian in the previous show, that you will see more of the color movement. I think that's the one thing. Uh, people would notice in the first time they see this group of works. And the then this is involved. You mean, you, mean, you mean the movement is different, the way they're, they seem to be kind of distributed in space or where they're, where they're moving towards? Is that what you're talking about compositionally? Yeah, uh, the more like, uh, you know, the, the, you see like a sort of like a punctuated abstract shape in the images where the, the, you see like a rainbow sort of colors movement. So those are the area I, I meant by the movement. Yeah, not too much uh, movement happening in the background, but uh, reflecting what I have, you know, seen the uh, exhibition at the gallery, you know, I start to gain like a little bit of a different idea, you know, which is a great thing, you know, great opportunity to have when you have a show. That's one of the great things, you know. So uh, I'm interested in, you know, uh, introducing maybe a little bit more different movement in the background for the future group of works. I don't really exactly know, of course, where this is going, but uh, I'm at the point, uh, last like uh, four weeks or so, I have just actually started a new set of the colors, you know. So uh, in a week or so, probably I will be finishing up a printing them, and then this time I will have a little more numbers, you know, compared to... Uh, uh, those of what those of color I have used for the uh, current show. So it's now actually a kind of exciting point, you know, so, so where I can really, uh, you know, think about, or oh, maybe I can do this type of work, or so maybe I can do another one, you know. So before I actually get down to work on it, you know, it might be the more exciting time to be, you know. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, what, what what I find in looking at them and having seen them is that there's also uh, there's some optical things happening here, right? Which I, I didn't see your past work in person, but there's some, you know, with a kind of light around some of these or what it seems like there's, there's a, almost an optical illusion of, of, of depth. Something is vibrating. Something is moving in a way that sometimes happens with... Um, with op art in the past, like Bridget Riley or other people, I don't know if that's an appropriate comparison, but it seems to me that there's some really interesting things happening in terms of just optics and and space. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the, in the first show with the Christian, I think that the, it has more you know emphasis and then you know, I guess resemblance to that you know so-called op art you know, and then I don't know I. That's probably one of the, uh, you know, my interest that might be true. But at the same time, I think I have other interest, you know, uh, which is, uh, I mean, like a uh, title suggests that I'm interested in a lineage of uh, printmaking, you know. So one of the uh, interests is to uh, use a uh, uh, characteristic uh, technique or effect that found in the printmaking and then uh, I place them in a little bit of different context. So that's also that, uh, my interest, and then that's also an uh, ongoing thing, you know, and then that should be reflected in a future group of works as well. Context. You're talking about the context within one piece or the context of, of all of these works together? Yeah, I mean, the, the, when I say context, is the uh, context 
particular techniques to use the you know history of printmaking, you know. But uh, I just want to place those, you know, in a little bit of a different context, or maybe a different, uh, I guess, uh, expression. I guess. Mm. And the and the, the this process also involves um, very special paper, right? That's also what's happening here. This isn't. Um, there's there's the, the prints that we're talking about and how they're cut up and moved around. But also the paper is very special that you're using, right? This is handmade paper that has certain qualities. Yes, it is. Uh, this paper is made in uh, uh, Japan. This paper mill in Hukui region where I've been using for last, I don't know, 20, 30 years. Uh, compared to a regular cotton paper, you know, Japanese paper has much longer fiber so that uh, it's uh, durable for a number of the printing. It could, uh, you know, stand for a lot of abuse, let's say, you know. So it's very beautiful paper. Uh, surface is nice, clean, natural color to it. I really like it, you know, and I've been using it for quite some time. And different effects are happening, like the the... I would imagine, you know, some of these things, which which looks like almost kind of bright lights around the shapes of some of these works, that's also an effect of the of the transparency or opaque quality of the of the paper itself. There, because there's a little bit of magic happening here, right? That when I look at the prints, I think, what's going on here? How are these made? And it and it um, and and why does it feel luminous or filled with light? And that seems like it's impart the the paper that you're interacting with is is that correct i think so in some area like a bright area surrounding those you know shapes uh, you would see you know just a glimpse of paper but then that you know i do like exclusively like i mean like a little bit crazy number of okashi prints you know so that's really contributing those you know sparkling effects um okashi i guess for those who don't know anything about printmaking, I mean, it's Japanese uh, woodcut, bokashi, say, if it's in a fish, maybe like it's a forest part of the tuna, you know, the most delicious part of, uh, you know, uh, woodcut printmaking. I don't know if it's a good analogy, but uh, I'm just using that uh, quite extensive way, you know, and really emphasizing those uh, type of effects than uh, probably, uh, you know, most people do. Because in this process, you're 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 using um, you're using wood block as well. Are you cutting up wood block, or you're not using wood in this? Oh no, and this is just a woodcut. You know, I mean, I woodcut print. I don't use any wood. Yeah, this is just a print, uh, printed uh, image. Yeah, because I wasn't sure what. Um, I mean, that's what I thought, but I I don't know a lot about exactly what you know Hokusai did or or. or or other very well-known artists, but I thought some of those blocks were sort of cut up and fit together. I was never quite sure how those remarkable prints were made, but that was um, that was a oh. bit a bit different, right? Those were multiple passes with different types of wood, or or different shapes yeah, of wood, are, or, or yeah, yeah. yeah for, for those, you know, they have multiple plates. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, using registration, say like a yellow. For the, uh, I mean, the one block for the yellow, another block for the blue. So basically, it depends on the shape and the color, you know, as it as it needed. You know, they made a uh, number of the blocks, usually six to eight blocks, you know. But for myself, you know, uh, printing part, you know, I mean, uh, carving 
uh, block first. It's so easy, you know, because I just make a rectangular block and then I do Bukashi from the both ends, you know. So it's uh, for my process, carving part is very, very minimum, you know. There's no, like, uh, mark making or anything like that. It's just, uh, you know, flat surface. Um, and then, uh, you know, the uh, rest of them, you know, achieved by a way of applying color and then wetting the blocks and printing, you know. Well, the color is also very unusual, too, right? The, the, the kind of gradients of color you're getting, you know, to me, my understanding of printing is that that's typically quite hard to do, to get these kind of enormous variety of colors you're getting, and, and especially gradients. I mean, I know they have this kind of like rainbow-type role now, but that's not what you're yeah. doing, I imagine. This is, this, is, this, this is a different kind of process, this sort of gradient of color, right? Yeah, uh, the printmaking uh, technique-wise, it is different because instead of using a roller, I use a brush, you know. So it's actually the, when you do the gradation on the block, it's like a painting on the blocks. And then the color's vibrancy is achieved, I think, I think like due to uh, the fact that I've been using pigment. Um, I've, I've been using a mixed, you know, uh, kind of pigment, but the mostly uh, recently I uh, bought a bunch of new pigment from this place in New York called the Guerra pigment. They used to be in the East Village, but now conveniently they moved to Williamsburg, so it's really easy for me to get there and then not uh, store as much cleaner than before, so I really love it, um, you yeah. Sure, Art Guerra, yeah, I know that well. That's yeah, a uh, very special store for pigments. Yeah. Mm. Takuji, I, I wanna I wanna ask you one more question a little off topic. Um this is a very beautiful show you have here and uh and thank you for oh, thank you for producing you're welcome. I, I wanna ask you one more question, which is just what are you reading at the moment? I'm always curious. Yeah. Um I used to be a good reader, you know, before internet, and then I become really terrible reader. But uh, recently, I finished reading this book by a Japanese writer named Osamu Dazai. Uh, title of the uh, book is Early Light. Early Light. And then I have to read this, and then uh, I have to say shamelessly uh, uh, that the, uh, the, for the cover of the book, you know, they used uh, one of the uh, uh, image of my works, you know, so that uh, I had to read it, even though I have read this uh, volume in uh, original language, which is, of course, Japanese, you know. So I know uh, what the story is and all about it, but uh, I, this is the first time I read it in English. And then it, it was very interesting. And then what I found, uh, the, one of the things I found interesting is that uh, when I'm reading in English, just because I'm so familiar with the original story in the back of my head, you know, I'm started thinking about the, you know, Japanese version of the story. You know, it's it's sort of like uh, say when I'm watching a Japanese film at the theater, and then uh, there's a subtitle subtitle in English underneath. And then uh, when I do that, when I watch those films, I tend to hear the actors talking in Japanese and also with the reading subtitle in English. You know, that's kind of like a weird like interpretation and the two language you know, uh, trying to understand why uh, two different languages are the stimulus uh, at the same time. So it was kind of an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Not the story it's itself is, of course, interesting, but uh, I wasn't expecting thinking that way, you know. 
Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, and and, and uh, yeah, I'll put in a link here to that book because I'd love to see that book with your cover on it. Uh, Takuji, okay. I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. It's been a pleasure, and I wish you well with the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.